So today on the podcast, um, I have Gabby. Gabby is my guest today. Gabby is uh, one of my co-workers. We work together. We're both hairstylists. We both have curly hair. <laughs> um, one think, of the many things. That... <laughs> one of the many things. Um, Gabby has agreed to come onto the podcast and talk about what God has done with her pain. And um, so I'm really grateful for her willingness to share all of that with us. So I'm excited to jump in. So, <clears throat> Gabby, um, let's start. Let's start with like your childhood. What was your like? What was Gab? What was like eight year old Gabby up to? When okay, so eight years old, probably you- playing softball. Definitely playing <laughs> softball. Um, happy for the most part. My mom and dad were still together at that point. Were you? Are you originally from? North Carolina? Yes, from Pittsburgh, North Carolina. Oh, nice. I was born in um, Chapel Hill at UNC. My birthday is March the 6th. Girl, might as well give them your social security number. (laughs) (laughs) 27 years old. (laughs) Um, But yes, born and raised North Carolina. We've moved to a different place now, and uh, I think that the the sound quality is going to feel a lot better. So let's pick up where we last left off. The last time we were talking, you were talking about um, being, you know, uh, playing softball, mm-hmm. being from North Carolina, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. So, like, what what was what were you like as a kid though? Like, what did you like to do? Just out of curiosity. I literally like from the age eight or nine. I literally played softball. It was. It was all did, I did. What did you love about softball? I loved the the friends that I made. I love the... I'm very competitive. I've always been competitive. Oh, we need to play a board game together. <laughs> I am so competitive. And Martin will not... He's, he's He will not be competitive. So I need really? someone... Yeah, I oh, need someone... Oh, I will, Keeks. I we will hurt you. each other's feelings. Who knows? Um, yes. So just, just competitive, even outside of softball. With my sisters and my brother. <laughs> Always <laughs> wanting to beat them at something or yeah. let's race to do this. Yeah, or... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Getting them yes. getting them somewhere. I love that. I love that. So that's what you loved about it was just the yes. ability to kind of like best someone. Yes, like and also just best myself. You know, like I'm always mm. trying to I've always tried to one up myself. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's myself or with somebody else or yeah, like beat beat your time, mm-hmm. beat the last time you did something. Like yeah. improvement has always been really yeah. important to you. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's that, that builds into your character. You know, yeah. everyone's very different. It's nice to get a little piece of every person and see what they like. What else did you do as a kid? Like, did you, did you have like a favorite meal? Did you <laughs> macaroni a- and cheese and baked beans? <laughs> <laughs> what a you, mush, mushy stuff! But right now, you're such a texture person when you eat now. How I are you? Know, and are... I still love it to this day. <laughs> but um, my mama would make me macaroni and baked beans because I was a very picky eater growing up. Didn't eat no vegetables, no fruits. Mm. Like, <laughs> and the one thing they could always get me to eat was macaroni and cheese and bush baked beans. But a specific Bush. not sponsored. I need I need to say that right now. This is not this is not sponsored. Uh, I have not seen a dime from bushes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so nice. So would you yeah. say that uh, when you were a kid, do, do you feel like you would go to church or you had a relationship with God? Like how absolutely, was that? How was absolutely. That like God was in my life all through my life. My um 
my great grandfather was a pastor. Oh wow! Um, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I never so um, my mama and my mom grew up in the church with him. You know, traveling from church to church um, while he was being the pastor there. So and we would go to church. So I grew up going to church almost every Sunday. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. That's I had I never knew that about you, yeah. Gabby. That's and, amazing. Um, Two different churches, actually. It would either be my mama's church, which is on my mom's side, or it would be my grandma's church, which is on my dad's side of my family. So I had two different churches we were going to. So, so you, you were brought up in the church at an Yeah, we were. That's incredible. And what was that experience like for you? Like, what was your Sunday routine or day look like? Do you rem- And are there any, like, memory, core memories that you, every time you think about that time, anything comes to you? First? Yes, we would... Always got McDonald's that morning for breakfast. <laughs> my mom would always stop and get us McDonald's. And I would get a butter biscuit and a hash brown. And Skylar, actually, that's her order at McDonald's these a days. A butter biscuit and a hash brown. <laughs> We've kind of evolved to a bacon biscuit. but <laughs> um, So I that, that brings me back to those Sunday mornings. And then mm. also every Sunday whenever we did go to church with Papa Rich, we would, Papa Rich is who was the, preacher um we would get lunch with him after after church i always remembered that and we would always go to wendy's Ooh. Mm-hmm. donald's and wendy's yeah i like, love that and it's just i don't know that is what you you think of when you remember yeah. that time oh that's amazing and did you like for example for me growing up as a child my relationship with god was more of like i know that there is a higher being mm-hmm. but i didn't know him if that makes any sense, mm-hmm. like I knew there was a God, and I so, but I grew up Catholic, so my my uh, I didn't have like grandparents mm-hmm. on each side, so mm-hmm. I was more. But like, what was that like for you? Like, were you taught the Bible? Were you reading it at an early age? Like, how was that for you? Um, not necessarily like reading the Bible, mm-hmm. but hearing it yeah. read to me, yeah. like as in a children's Bible story, yeah. or you know, going to Sunday church while my parents were or. Specifically, my mom and grandparents were in church, um, and we would go to Sunday school while they were, you know, doing yeah. the adult church. Yeah. Um, but outside of church, we if we couldn't make it to church, my mom would pull out a children's Bible, and we would read a couple stories from that and eat breakfast there. And then at grandma's church, or my dad actually used to read the Bible a little bit. And, um, yeah, so... That's amazing. Yeah. Is there ever like a, a a Bible story that stuck with you? Like for example, for me, my mom had like this this like kid Bible. It was in Spanish, but like she would read it to me, and it was very graphic or mm-hmm. like really beautifully written or drawn. Mm-hmm. And there's this one. I, oh my gosh, I don't remember right now off the top of my head, but it's the story where like, um, a hu- like God tells a husband to grab his wife and his daughters and to leave and not to turn around, and the wife turns around apparently and she becomes like a pillar of salt. Like uh-huh. she gets. She gets basically turned into stone, but like of salt. And um, in the book, I just remember that all you see is her like frozen looking back and her and I mean, her husband and her daughters are can't look back. Like they uh-huh. can't turn around and grab her like they just have to keep moving forward. I remember as a kid that terrified me. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like the pictures or like the yeah. story? No, like, like just like, well, the picture, because I would always <laughs> stare at this frozen yes. salt lady and... 
I don't know. It, it just stuck with me. Yeah, Every time I, I thought about sure. that book, it, that was the first thing that would come to mind. Is there anything good <laughs> <laughs> that you received from that time or any story that you're like, oh, that's funny or that's interesting? Or um, <clears throat> I can't. I mean, I can't specific. I can't put my finger on the name. It might. I might be yeah, I mean, about could- to say the name, but um, it was a story about a robe with many colors on it. And um, oh yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh, it was in the one of the children's Bible stories, and I just loved that because the robe was so. It was, was, yeah. it, was it a was it a gift? To, to, it was know? a gift. Yeah, or, yeah, I know. It, I think yeah. it's um. I can't remember it's what. It's the story about. I think it's the story about Joseph. Um. Joseph, I'm pretty sure it's Joseph, not Joshua. Joseph, and his father gives him a really beautiful, colorful robe. Yes, role. yes. And uh, because he favors his son, and I think his brothers were jealous, mm-hmm. and so they like they're kind of mean to him afterwards, and they sell him off to slavery. And he has a pretty bad life afterwards mm-hmm. over that robe. But like, I know. it's a, it's I know what you're talking about. It's <laughs> yeah. a really good story, though. It's a very yeah. amazing biblical story. Oh wow! I had no idea that that was something that you grew up with, Gabby. Yeah. Like, that's incredible. I love that. <laughs> it's just a little nugget I didn't realize. Yes. So, so what was it like <clears throat> growing up? Like once you enter your adolescent years, you know the, the angsty teenager years mm-hmm. where my mom and dad don't understand me. Yeah, I know everything. Everything's annoying. I don't miss being a teenager, <laughs> girl. Me neither. Especially not these days. Um. So. I played softball from eight to, or fourth to eighth grade or ninth grade, and um, after that, that's just when you know start rebelling and, like you said, you're not gonna tell me anything and yeah, I mean, but for the most part, I was a really happy kid, but it's just whenever you know just started hanging around with the wrong people is mm-hmm. whenever yeah. I really started to rebel, rebel. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when you started to rebel, what was that like? What what were the things that took place? Like, would you go past their curfew? Were you sneaking out? Like, what was that like? What was your version of rebelling? Um, Both of those things, sneaking out, staying out past my curfew, you know, just just not, not listening. But I didn't really have the – I had a great home life. But, mm. you know, the, the discipline aspect side of it, it – I did get disciplined for it, but in the meantime, it wasn't very strict until it happened, you yeah, know? Yeah, It wasn't like, you 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 had like a loose leash until mm-hmm. you did something and then it was yanked. Yes. Like, yeah. To just that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, <clears throat> moving moving further into the into your story, um, around, like, would you say around what age do you feel like you stepped out of? softball Gabby going to church Gabby into more of like a little bit grown Gabby a little bit like rebellious Gabby like around what age do you feel like you made that official transition where like that chapter of your life closed and this new chapter opened um in your book um I would say around 14 15 like starting high school Mm. ninth grade because um just the friends I was hanging out with, they smoked pot, mm-hmm. you know, so that was the cool thing to do. Skip yeah. school. That was the cool thing to do. Um, so I'd say it was around ninth grade, and that's when I stopped playing softball. So I think whenever I think back to it, it's like, man, I, I wonder what would have happened if I would have continued yeah. playing yeah. softball, you know. So 
who would I be now? Yeah. 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 But yeah. I also wouldn't be here with you. I know. You wouldn't have <laughs> such an incredible story to tell. I think yeah. about that a lot, too. I think about, like, like, my son is such a blessing to me, but I got pregnant at 16, and I've thought about, like, even before my pregnancy, like, what would have my life been had I taken school a little bit more serious mm-hmm. and hadn't been focused on the wrong things and, like, I remember when I was pregnant, I wanted to put my pregnancy on pause. Like, I still Mm -hmm. wanted my son. I was like, if I could pause it and have him at a later date when I'm older, that would be fantastic. If only, right? But it, it it didn't happen that way. So sometimes I do think, like, man, like, had I been ready for him, would I have been a better mom when I got him? Because mm-hmm. I had him at 17, so I was still very immature. I was still, like, doing my own thing. And he deserved so much more attention than what I feel like I gave him. So sometimes I think about the same thing. Like, oh, I mm-hmm. wonder what would have happened if I had my son now oh, no. versus back then. And I'm, I think you can relate with yes, this guy. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yes, that's amazing. It's like mom guilt. I, mom yes. guilt is a thing. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ah. I know. There's so many things you wish you could do differently. But then again, like, you make up for it now and you yeah. push forward. I think this is a good, like, break point. Let's take a quick yeah. break. Uh, we collect ourselves, and we'll jump back in and, and get to meet Gabby, the rebellious teenager. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, after our delightful break and my cough, yes. um, we are back into your interview. So talk to me about rebellious Gabby. Talk to me about her you know what that was like how you went from her to where you are now mm-hmm. and all that good stuff all right so um yeah it probably started around like age 14 15 high school you know yeah. trying to fit in um I mean I actually have really great friends we just didn't make the best choices you yeah. know yeah. um mm-hmm. and so that, it just started, you know, smoking pot, skipping school, the usual high schooler thing. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, you know, skipping school turned into skipping school multiple days in a row. Um, just being almost totally absent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just broke me to the point where I ended up getting pregnant with Sky when I was 17. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And wow. had her right... So you, you really understand what I meant oh, when I said... yes. Like, the attention would have been different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and had her right after I turned 18. And I feel like after I had Sky, I was good for a little bit on, like, the rebellious part. Mm-hmm. But after a little bit, I just started being really absent, you know, just being even more rebellious with, you know, just yeah, um, really making bad choices at that time. And what what would you consider bad choices? So, because and I and I don't mean this in like a, a bad way, but like I feel like a lot of the times we <clears throat> have a habit of like, um, what's the word? Idolizing bad habits, mm. like teenagers especially mm-hmm. idolize like. Oh, like you, you know, you guys like slept together. Like, oh wow, how cool! Or mm-hmm. you're smoking, or like you're dating an older guy. Yes. Like we idolize, yeah, guy. like cigarettes or yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, <laughs> well, in the high school, it was the cigarettes and weed, alcohol stuff like that. Yeah. But in my older, once I got out of high school, it turned into harder drugs. Um, mm. just 
the people I was hanging around, that's what. Were you scared at first when you tried those harder drugs? I was scared, yeah. yeah. I was very scared. I remember, um, oh, I can laugh about it now. I was. It was the first time I had ever tried meth, mm. and it was in a Walmart parking lot. Girl, not the Walmart. Girl, the Walmart parking lot. And it, like, my heart was beating so fast. Like, I remember. Did you feel like you had to do it, or were you just like, this is something I want to do, but I'm like scared? I think it was, I think it was both. Yeah. I think I wanted to do it, and I was, I was felt like I needed to because the people I was around, I felt like, you know, I was, I always hung out with older people. Um, so that gave you a sense of security too, because they're older. Mm-hmm. They know better, and if they're doing it, then it must be fine. Yeah, but you know, at the same time, looking back on it now, I'm like, I was old enough to know better too. You know, it was so. That's why I say like fifty fifty, like fifty percent. I wanted to do it. Fifty percent, I did it because I yes. felt like I needed to. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like a lot of the times, like you look back and you're like, "Well, I was old enough. I should have known better." But a lot of the times it's like, you know better now because you did it then and you can really see the mm-hmm. difference. And at that point in my life, there God was not in my life at all. Like, I was going to ask that, like, how, how do you feel his presence in your life or your relationship with him or even your acknowledgement of him? How was that? I felt like as the older I got, the less cool it was mm-hmm. to go to church and, you know, you know, yeah. I mean, it was just that was just how it was and how. Yeah. I don't know. It's not trendy. To love trendy, Jesus, yeah. You know? Like, and, which I wish it was. You know, like it's I so know cool it is. But, it is. Now yeah. that I'm older, I'm like, man. It's so. It it is. And I think you can, it's like a, a a weird. It depends on the on the crew that you're in with. You know, because I've seen teenagers at churches who are like best example is like Martin grew up among the teenager groups that are like. Jesus is cool. We love Jesus. So mm-hmm. you can see it in his life differently than our lives. Mm-hmm. What's that? So it's just interesting. Like, you're right. Like, growing up, yeah. it's not cool to, to be like, you know, Jesus. It's yeah. more of like, oh, like, let's go out. Let's go party. Let's go clubbing. Let's go doing all yeah. those things. Yeah. So, yeah, talk to me about that. Um. So, yeah, it just wasn't cool to so us. Just kind of separated from that. Yeah. And that's when I... Um, that's when I, you know, I tried the meth for the first time. That was in Walmart, the Walmart parking lot. And then after that, it was like uh, almost an everyday thing until it turned into it being the reason that I ended up going to prison for the 21 months. Um, and, I mean, after after those 21 months in prison, I, girl, I was so happy to be home. And, like, ever since then, it's been... I haven't looked back. Like, yeah. <laughs> what was that like when you the realization of like <clears throat> your freedom kind of being stripped away from you in that way? Because like going to prison is is it's it's so different from like you know being outside and living your life. Like, what what was that? Was that a hard transition for you? Was that scary? Like, how was that? Those how did you feel in those moments? It was very scary. Did you feel alone? Like, yeah, and um, the sad. Well, it might it might not be a sad thing, but um, whenever I first got to prison, um, obviously I'm scared. I've never been to prison before, um, and that's kind of when I started reading the Bible again. You know, mm. and a lot of people. And now that I think about it, 
And it is a little cliche because it's like people say, oh, now you're in a bad spot. Now you want Jesus and God to come help you. And but and honestly, that kind of was where I was at. I was like, man, I just I need you to come help take some of this stress and pain for me. Like, why did I do this? And, you know, just I guess just need somebody to vent to. I think it's I think it's cliche because it's so true. I think God's character, especially Jesus like there's such a pattern like all he ever cared about was being with those who needed him the most who were at their very low like when he said it's not the sick who i mean it's not the well who need a doctor it's the sick who need a doctor mm. and it's like it's it might be cliche but maybe it's because that's where he presides the most is where people have hit a low or have realized like whatever i've been doing has not been it and i really love that you're just you're like it is probably cliche but it is also very beautiful that like that's where he met you. Like, he yeah. could have met you anywhere. He could have met you, like, in any high, and mm-hmm. he was there to catch you when you fell. So, like, what was that experience? Like, how did you, was it like you, you saw a Bible? Was it someone gave you one? Did you ask for one? Like, how did that, like, from the, like, where did your relationship with him kind of reconnect? Um. So, before I went to prison, I was in rehab for um 11 months. And before I got sent to rehab, um, a friend of my mom's gave her a Bible and um, wrote in it. And so I had taken that with me to rehab, and then I was able to also take that with me to prison. So that I had one whenever I had went in, um, and I just started reading it. Um, that's when my dad really started reading the Bible when he was in prison. Um, that's when he mainly read the Bible because, I mean, you have nothing but time. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing but yeah. time. Wow. And do you feel like, um, did you feel like you, while while your time, did you feel like you lost anything while you were in prison? Like, do you feel like you lost, like, just, like, a time of, of technology, like, how advanced things became, or just, like, you know, construction outside when you stepped outside new buildings, like, your relationship with Sky? Like, was there anything that you struggled with um, while you were there? Or just even when you came out, when you were, like, um, you know, just re reentering, learning how to be back into society. The main thing that was lost was the time with Sky and that's that's what gives me the most mom mom guilt. Mm. Um but that's that's <clears throat> that's the big thing to me is the time that I lost with Sky and uh but you know, I'm 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 glad it happened honestly because I don't think I would have been able to get clean if I did not go to prison. So I think it would have been, you know, yeah. death or yeah. something yeah. worse. I, I think I I think God was intervening for me. Um, he said we're gonna put you in a little yeah out. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah he yeah and so how did you if you look like looking back now how can you see God moving in your life then like in the moment where you're like you 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 feel low but like how do you look back and be like oh wow like I can see him yeah like, like like whenever the so whenever he first I, I feel like he intervened was whenever. They raided the house, and that's whenever um, we got all the charges and everything, and that's what started the snowball of going to rehab and then prison. And um, that's where he intervened was me getting into trouble like that because Mm -hmm. I had been to jail a couple times before that, but it was only for a day or two or a week 
yeah. something like that, you know. Um, so I think him intervening whenever I was starting to do more things that would have been what that would have got me into more trouble. Um, he intervened at the time whenever I needed to really be sat down. Yeah, time out. And he gave me 21 months of time out. <laughs> <laughs> he said it yes. That's and incredible. I mean. Um, and even in prison, do you feel like looking back, was there anything where you felt him move even in that space? Like you said, like you, you had nothing but time. So you, you know, you had the Bible with you. Like, is there anything else that you feel? Even with the, like the relationships that you made, mm. the things that you learned from talking to people and the women you got to meet and like just the experience itself. Is there anything that you really are, are grateful for, or even like you feel like gave you so much growth, mm-hmm. you know, and all of that. Is there anything like a memory that you, cherish or even a memory that you're just like that was painful but it's made me today um so at the beginning when i first got went to prison um i met one of the girls that slept beside me her name was bubbles i can't remember her uh, her real name but (laughs) and you know what now that i think about it and and even then it matches her personality so well and um tell me a little bit about bubbles yeah. How did so, you guys become friends? Um, so she crocheted. She was always crocheting. And so once I got the nerve to finally ask her, I was like, I asked her if she would teach me how to crochet. And that's where our oh. friendship started. And That's um, one thing I've always loved about you, Gabby, is that you are so willing to, like, ask for guidance and help. Like, like you, you have always been so, like, hey, quick question. Like, how do I do this? Or... I'm really struggling. Like, you are so humble when it comes to seeking help. So I really love that it, it's not something new that tracks back mm-hmm. to before. Too. Yeah. Like, I've always been, if I want to learn something, I'm going to learn it. You know, whether it be a bad thing <laughs> that I'm learning <laughs> or a, something positive, yeah, you yeah, know. And good. Now, now that we're talking now, I think that part of me I use for good, you know. Yeah. And for a couple of years, I just used it for the wrong thing and yeah. now it's just like <laughs> I know I tell I've, I've had that conversation with Martin before is that like a lot of the times people have a tendency to want to blame God for everything mm-hmm. but I always like to say that like there are two forces in play like there's there's God and there's the enemy you know mm-hmm. and like and it's in the sense of like God gave you all of these incredible gifts of who you are as a person and when when you when when used for good, you can do great things. Mm-hmm. But when you're using them for the wrong reasons, you can also do a lot of damage. Absolutely. It's just as powerful. Oh, my gosh. So I, yes. always, <laughs> I always talk about how the enemy can know your strengths and also turn it on you as a weakness. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for example, myself, things that I struggle with is I, I need order. I need structure. I need to be on it. I'm on the go, go, go. I don't have time. And sometimes that can hurt me in my relationships mm-hmm. because I don't realize that I'm putting too much of a high expectation on myself. Yes. And I'm working myself to the ground. And I'm having expectations um, for my son or, or Martin that isn't fair. Because, like, my son is, like, like I might have an expectation of, like, all right, come on, Austin, let's go, go, go. But I have to remember to slow down. I mm-hmm. have to remember to, like, be present with him. Or, like, Martin, me and Martin are opposites. Like, I'm more emotional. Yeah. I'm more driven. <laughs> yeah. I am on it. I Let's go. Martin is more of, like, What's the best way to, I always talk about the grocery store with us. Like when I walk into the grocery store, Gabby, I want to get in and I want to get out. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spend another minute in here. Mm-mm. I cannot stand it. 
No. Martin is the type of man not. to go in there <laughs> and he'll look at all of the herbs and he'll look at all of the meats and he'll look at like a potato and he's like, look at this potato. This is a really good... Do you know that the history of potatoes... <laughs> and it drives me insane. Oh I'm like, grab God. the potato, either put it down or put it in the bag. We're leaving. So he always says that I go to the grocery store like I'm on a war zone. Like, I'm yes, go, 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 same. go. He goes in and he's like... He wants to go through every... And everyone's very different, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that I've, I've met people who... I have friends uh, and even coworkers who will say, like, oh, I love going to the grocery store. Like, Shannon, I think, said, that's my, that's me time. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> I, I hate, hate it, too. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I can't do it. Me, too, so, like, girl. Sometimes I feel like the enemy knows our weaknesses and our strengths. Sometimes he can use our strengths to hurt the ones we love, and we don't really realize it, you know? By Martin asking you to go to the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, I swear. Yes. That drives me. Just because we work beside <laughs> a grocery store. <laughs> Every time. And it's funny, because, like, Martin, Martin's. Strength. This is one of the things that I love about him. his strength is caring for other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, immediately as soon as you walk through the door, he's like, "Gabby, do you want something to eat? Yes. Gabby, do you want something to drink?" Like Martin is someone who is, "What can I do for you? What can I do for you? What can I do for you? What can I do for you?" But it hurts him because he will never turn it on himself. Yeah. He won't take care for of what himself. we could, you could do for him. Yes, yeah. yes. Like he is. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. So it's a, it's it's a weakness too because before Martin can even. Martin would never hurt anyone. Before he mm. could have hurt someone, he would first hurt himself before he would hurt anyone else. So, like, we have so many qualities about ourselves. And like I said, like, sometimes we like to blame God, but there's two factors. You know, mm. we have we have the choice to make the decisions that we make, and God will interfere. Yes. Sometimes God's got to be like, you got to sit down. Yeah. But we also, like, God gave us all these incredible qualities, like, the qualities that we have. Now, if the enemy chooses to convince us to use it free, because, like, there's something that you said um, a while ago when you said the Walmart parking lot when you were like, you felt like you look back and you're like, I knew better, but I, I still didn't do better. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times I talk about how you knew better and your your conscience, right? Your conscience, that voice inside of you was like, hey, don't. Mm-hmm. But your ability of competitiveness, of, of putting your foot down, of like, I can do it because, you know, everyone else yeah. is doing it. I can do it. Watch yes. me pop off. Um, <laughs> and so I see that as like, we, we have that, like that, that little angel and like the little devil on our shoulders. Yes. One is saying, go for it. The other one's saying, no, I've always talked about like, everyone happens to have that little voice in the back of our heads, you know, or, or in the back of our minds, like whispering something to us, call it intuition, mm-hmm. call it whatever you want to call it. But like, it's funny how like we all have it. We all yes. have this little voice making us want to do the right thing and, um, it's not forcing us. It's just like, hey, this might not be the thing you want right. to do right now. So it's just letting us know you yeah, know this is yeah, not the right exactly. thing to so do. Yeah, ha- everyone has that voice, and everyone still chooses to do what they they want to do. So yeah, like it's you're right. Like you look back and you're like all of these qualities yes. that you have, and and God can God can work with anything, but like the enemy, if you let him, can also work with it. Right, too. and it's like that the importance of that. So yeah, like you saying that just caught my attention, and I really love hearing you talk about it, and like. We're talking about bubbles. Let's go back to bubbles. Okay. Yeah. I I also wanted to point out, like, also with those, the qualities that God does, that he gave me anyways, you know, I'm, I'm seeing them now. Like you said, like, or like I said, I can't even remember now. I know. But, um, um, I still have the same ones I had whenever I was using or in active addiction, except like you said, I'm just putting them to good use now. And I mean, yeah. No. But bubbles, <clears throat> yes. Um, so um, <clears throat> I asked her to teach me if she could teach me how to crochet, and um, 
she said yes, and she taught me how to crochet, like, just the basic stitches at first. And then she taught me how to read a graph or a pattern. And um, I was having my grandmother send me in yarn. Um, and I made Skylar's first blanket. I made a couple of blankets. Um, I made a super big Bob Marley blanket. It's pretty amazing. Nice. I'm going to get my mom to when send me the picture. picture. I want it so yeah. When your podcast publishes, I want to post it to you. I would love that. Yes. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm really proud of it. <laughs> took me like two months to crochet, but. Hey, it's about Marley. Yeah, it was awesome. <clears throat> when you made um, Skylar's blanket, was there a moment where you were like happy but sad because you were so excited to give it to her, but also you had to wait? Yeah, it was sad because. It was sad crocheting it just because, you know, just being away from her. Um, but being able to give it to her, knowing that... I was also trying to get it done super fast so I could give it to her. As soon. Yeah. <laughs> I was so excited about it, too. Um, but also knowing she would have that while I was gone. Um, and she still has it. We have it hanging on a, a blanket ladder at the house in her um. room. Love that. Yeah. Does she talk about it? Yeah, she loves it. She has. Um, I crocheted her like a bunch of stuffed animals. You know, all the, all the stuff you can do with yarn. I did it and sent it home to her. <laughs> I love that. Right. Did you? Did you allow? Were you allowed visitation? Yes. What yep. was that like? Was it? Were you okay? Because I've heard people say like, "Oh, I would never let anyone visit me." I've had other people say, like, oh, I need visits. Like, mm -hmm. what, what was that like? Oh, the the visits definitely kept me going, and I'm so thankful. My my great-grandfather, the preacher, he visited me there. Wow, that's amazing. His first time ever in a, in a prison. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's sweet that he came out. He his did. first time ever in a prison to meet. <laughs> Dang, y'all live like that? <laughs> oh, my uh -huh. God. It just... He's passed away now. But. Oh, Gabby. That's amazing, though, that you can say that he met you in that space. And I have a photo. Wow. We were Wait. allowed to take photos. We had to pay for them. It was like $3 for <laughs> one copy or $5 for two. <laughs> Nothing on the legal system, <laughs> no. but wow. The government, anything to get a dollar out of you. That's just, wow. Oh, I'm so thankful for that photo, though. That's amazing. And so, like, were you nervous? Did you know he was going to be visiting you? Yeah. Were you nervous? Like, how Very. did you feel having I, your grandfather? Visit it was on you? Valentine's Day. It was Valentine's oh. Day of when, when, 2000. Hold on. I got out. I got out 2019. So 17, 2018. I think it was Valentine's Day, something yeah, like that. Yeah. It was like a year after I had already been in there. Yeah. But <clears throat> yeah, I knew he was coming. I was nervous. You know, like. I, like, had somebody do my hair for me, like, do Aww. my makeup. He came with my mama. Who else was there? I think my mom might have been. Yeah, my mom was there. What was that like for you? Were you already sitting waiting for them, or were they sitting waiting for you? They're seated waiting for for me. Yeah. Yeah. They're in there first. Wow. Do and you then, remember, like, when you walked up, like, the feelings you were feeling, the things that were said, like, at least the first interaction? Um, we're allowed, you know, we were allowed to do like a quick hug and, um, we just sat down and that was the first time I had seen Papa Rich since I had been, um, since everything had happened and, um, and you know, he, 
already. Take your time. <clears throat> when you think about this, is it just like, do you feel overwhelming love or just like, with love? Love, yeah. That's amazing. I'm so glad that you, when you think back to it, it's it's love. Yeah. Here, how about we take a quick break yeah. so that you can <laughs> let your feelings process and then we'll jump back in. Okay, so we're back from our break. So yeah, let's let's pick up where we left off. Yes. See, walking up and the emotions you felt. Like you said, you, you were feeling love in that moment. So yeah, what was the yeah. first thing you felt and, and what did you um, hear him say or what did you say? Um, I was just, I was so excited and nervous, you know, um, and I, like, I, like, I was just overwhelmed with love and I felt loved, yeah. um, because he never once judged me. He never once even brung it up. I mean, he. Wow. So he never like had a moment where he like passively aggressively was no. like, wow. That's, no. That's beautiful. He's just, he was not that type of man. And, um, and I'm thankful for that because I think. Whenever it's vice versa, you know, like the other way around. Like, I feel like if he would have, because I was so excited to see him, if he would have straight off the bat been like, now, you know, you shouldn't have done this, blah, blah, that would have just shut me down. That would have broken you. Know? Yeah, yeah. You would have been like, there's nothing. Yeah, exactly. And um, my whole family's like that. You know, they're all, they're, my, I have a, I have a good family. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. So it's, it's support. I hear is such an important thing. Yes, and <clears throat> I've saw several, several women in there that didn't have nobody, and it is sad. Yeah. But I mean, you don't, you don't know their story or their family's story of why they're not communicating with them anymore. So yeah, you know. Wow. But I, for, for me, I'm very thankful I had my family. Yeah. Did he hug you like when you walked up? Yes. Aww. Yeah. Yeah, we hugged. It must have felt really good. Yeah, it did. Wow. Because wow. you never realize how much you miss, you know, yeah. contact with somebody, you know. You love. Yeah. That embrace, so, that support, mm-hmm. that genuine like hug of like, I'm yes. here for you. That's Things amazing. we take for granted. <clears throat> wow. For sure. How often were you given visitation? Um... I, I was thinking about that. I can't really remember. I want to say like once a month. Wow. It was possible or... <coughs> no, they had visitation every weekend. But I think I had somebody come visit me maybe once a month. Mm. Maybe sometimes more. Yeah. Um, and did you look forward to it? Yes. Always. Yeah, you're like without hesitation. <laughs> and whenever I start crocheting, I was able to pack things up and have them. Whenever they would come visit, I could send things home. Aww. So Skylar literally... <laughs> Oh my gosh. She brought home a giant box from her dad's the other day and it had literally every single thing I've ever crocheted for her. Wow. In that box. How and did that just, feel seeing it? It was awesome. Like we sat down and went through it together and t- she told me like all the stuff she liked and <laughs> what stuff scared her. <laughs> <laughs> scared? She was like, this animal was kind of creepy, mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, I love that. I love that. Oh my gosh. Um, but she she really like she cherishes that stuff, wow, you know. Like that's amazing. And she knows all about it, you know, we talk about it and she knows I was she knows. Like I inform her about it because I mean I'll, I mean communication and transparency with your children is so important. Yeah, yeah. And um like just the fact that addiction does run in my family yeah. so she needs to be aware of that as well because 
I, I saw it growing up, but I was never talked to about it. Mm. Like, my dad's a really bad alcoholic. Yeah. Um, my aunt and some family members struggle with, you know, depression, bipolar. Um, so there's some underlying issues there. But for the most part, I'm, I try to stay very honest with her about, you know, what happened. You know, I don't go into full detail, but enough mm. for her to know, like, well, I don't want to do that, and um, I don't want to make those same mistakes. Yeah, yeah. so she giving knows, her the strength to say no. Yeah, basically. exactly. And um, we're very close now. And oh, man, the time I have with her now, I just that's that's my like that's the most special time to me. <laughs> yeah, that's such a gift too because you went from where you were, and like now you like this is something I value. Yes, this is, this is priceless. Yeah. You can't you can't take this from me. So how did you how how what is what is the toll of like sobering up? Like, and what was that like in prison? Like, did you deal with anything? Like, get any headaches, or were you? Was it like easier for you? Like, what was that like um, physically, mentally? Just I think for me, it was more. It wasn't as much physical withdrawal as mental because um, I don't know. It really took a toll on like my mental health. Mm-hmm. I would say just because I relied on it so much to just cancel out. You know, just. Uh, past relationships with you know boyfriends and stuff like that and just stuff I had done so that's where it came in and then when I didn't have it it was like I'm having to like really think about these things and you know mm, reflect yeah reflect exactly yeah. and man that is stressful Girl, <laughs> I know you look back and you're like Ooh, yeah yeah so see. that's I think it was definitely more mentally draining you know, because I, I'm a very empathetic person. I feel mm-hmm. how others feel. So yeah, I relate to that hard. Oh, you know, Ashley R relates yes. to that. Yes. <laughs> and it, it, it can it can really drain you and um It just, can, yeah. 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 Being in wait. prison away, I I mean I thought about my family a lot. Like mm-hmm. I was I felt very guilty because I I mean I know I don't just I know how stressful it was for them while I was away, you know, mm-hmm. having to put money on my books or to send me this and to I know they expected or maybe thought I expected them to answer every phone call. Or, you know, it just it's I know it's not easy for the family on the outside. So, wow, yeah, you know, it's just. That's yeah, very mentally and emotionally <clears throat> yeah. draining. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. And when when it was coming up to your release date, like, were you feeling worried? I mean, I know that you must have been excited to leave, but were you also like, like, you're also leaving these group of people that you've grown close with mm-hmm. in this community that you've immersed yourself in and, you know, like, just this this life that you've become accustomed to. Like, what was that like transitioning out of prison or, like, leading up to coming out so i don't know how it was like back in the day or whatever but now when in prison you have to have a home plan Mm. before you're released or you can't be released yeah and um i knew i didn't want to go back home i knew i wanted to go to um i guess like a rehab place or or transitional house yeah um so i found a place called benevolence farm in graham North Carolina, and um, it's a you work on the farm to live to oh. pay your rent and stuff. Yeah, and they get you into um, rehabilitation classes. Like, um, 
I took a couple of classes with them, like therapy classes, like women support groups. Like they took me to meetings and um, and I stayed there for seven months after I got out of prison. Hold on. Oh, five months, five or six months after I got out of prison. And um, that's when I moved in with Grant. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So I, I, I knew I was not going back to doing anything. I knew I needed to go somewhere with structure because like you said, I'm a structure type of person. Like, yeah. I like a schedule and I like to be busy and, so and held accountable too. Yeah. That's something I thrive on. And I've always liked hard physical labor. So I was like, they actually came up at the time I was in prison um, in um, West North Carolina, Western North Carolina, up like towards Asheville. Um, and they came up from Graham to interview me to see if they wanted me to live in their, their home. Yeah. And um, I was accepted and everything, but they they warned me, like, it's a lot of physical labor. You're working on a farm. Like, have you ever done any farm work? I had never worked on a farm, but I knew I loved physical labor, so I did it. And I think that's kind of what possibly started my fitness journey, you know? Wow. Yeah. Now that I think about it. so That's amazing. Yeah. And so <clears throat> moving from that and stepping back into the world, like, what was that like? Like, what was your, like, having Sky back into your life and all of that? What was that like? That was amazing, but also overwhelming because I hadn't been a mom, mom yeah. you know, for two years. And, uh, girl, being a mom is hard as heck. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my I gosh. I know. It's, it's when you fantasize about being a mom or daydream about being a mom you think about all the fun things like we're gonna do all these cute fun right. stuff but you forget about like the tantrums or like the accents or the writing on the wall or the Girl. things that are just come with kids and them yes. learning literally learning existing in a world and also mm -hmm. not having time to yourself and like like readjustments so i imagine that must have been yeah yeah because <laughs> i mean i didn't have to take care of anybody but myself so um Having to throw Sky into the mix, that definitely, it was amazing, but just stressful. Yeah. Um, kind of stepping in and being a mom, too. Because mm -hmm. I yeah. know that you also must have had this high expectation of, like, I can't step away. I oh. can't take a break because I've taken a break already. Right. Like, this is, the, and it, it wasn't, in real reality, it wasn't a break. Right. It was rehabilitation, <laughs> right. and that's not a break. That's hard. <laughs> right. Um, but I'm, I imagine that must have been hard of, like, I, I can't have a moment to myself. Because I've been gone for so long. Mm -hmm. How can and I? And if I do, I feel bad. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. And then it's also the fact just doing anything to make sure she's happy, which is not good. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. called spoiling. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And so Grant and you, like, did you guys immediately hit it off? Like, did you like him at first or were you like, ugh, this guy? I, I I did like him at first, but he was not my type. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but his kindness and he, he he always makes me laugh. Oh my gosh. Gabby, you have <laughs> such an amazing sense of I think that's why you immediate you and me immediately clicked was because I was helping Shannon one Friday oh, and yeah. you were doing something in the back room and I was in the back room and I said something. I was trying to be funny. I think we had a shadow there, so Yeah, you something something <laughs> and you um you said something and then I said something and you started laughing but you laughed harder than I thought anyone would laugh at my joke like you were just <laughs> cackling 
And I said, oh, I like her. <laughs> like, this has never been this easy to make somebody <laughs> laugh. And you just kept laughing at my joke. And I remember you opened the door and you like, you, your head went back. You're like, ah, and you walked out. And I was like, I like her. <laughs> oh, my God. And so. Look, like my niece Madeline says, she's seven. She's like, Gabby, why do you always laugh at everything I say? <laughs> <laughs> so I laugh at almost anything. But that's Don't. one of my favorite things about you is because when you and me are around each other, like I, I, I can say whatever on my mind, and like we, we just bounce off back and forth, yeah. and like I just have, I love that about you. It's one of my favorite qualities about you is just your sense of humor Thanks. and like your joy, and Thank it's like you. it's so beautiful because after everything you've been through, your joy remains, you know. And if anything, I feel like it's gotten stronger because you've learned to value all of that. Um, so oh, beautifully said. Oh my <laughs> gosh, you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're so getting te- you're getting your tears out, and that's good. The reflection is so good. I'm glad that Grant's kindness is what won your heart because a lot of the times we do focus on on someone's looks and what they have to offer physically, and then when we get past the physical, we're like, ooh, what's under the hood is not nice. There's like right, a, yeah. there's like a weird transmission. There's like right. a Honda transmission and a Toyota. Like this is all mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I, th- I really love that you fell in love with who Grant is and not yeah. the, the type that Grant, you know, is. But that's amazing. So, so what made you want to become a stylist? Let's get into that. Yeah, so... Just being a stylist, I mean, you are you can just be so creative. And I've always been an artsy-fartsy <laughs> <laughs> type of person. Like, I just, I love doing anything creative. My dad, he, when he was in prison, he used to send me home drawings. Like, just Aww. the most randomest drawings. Like Just like you sent Sky yeah, crochets. Yeah, wow. he, he just drew beautifully. And um, I don't know, maybe that came down a little bit to me, so... I just really, and my mom is really artsy-fartsy. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, and I think I got a little bit of that, but it started with culinary school. I started doing that. It wasn't, I wasn't in love with it. I love to cook at home, but not for. Yeah, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> the so, Juliet cut and all the stuff that they talk about. Huh? You know how they talk about like the Juliet cut? Oh, Something yeah. Like that, the Juliet, yep. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and then. <laughs> I thought about hair school because when I met Grant, he's a barber. Yeah. And he's been a barber for forever. And I I didn't want to be a barber. I knew that. But I knew, I thought, I was like, oh, hair, that looks fun. And we were living in Greenville at the time and they had a hair school there. So I decided to go. What was your experience in hair school? Did you like it? Girl, I loved it. I met two of my bestest friends there. Aww. They were in my wedding last Aww, year. I yeah, love that. Bro. <laughs> I love them. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've met some of my closest friends in, in cosmetology yes. school too. I, I mean, I love them. Like, yeah. um, <clears throat> they've, I mean, they've literally, Tanisha, if it hadn't been for her, like, I didn't have a car. And she literally drove me every single day to cosmetology school. I would not have my license had she not done that. I'm convinced. Like, I love her today. I love that. And, like, just Brittany and Kiana, like, they're incredible, loving people. So I'm just really grateful for the friends that I've gotten. So I I relate to that. Yes. So... Up until this point, has your did your relationship with God reconcile? Like, look, where were you in this point? Like, so at this point, I was, I wasn't. I mean, I've, I wasn't as I wasn't super connected with God, but I was still. I talked to Him every morning in my own way, you wow, know. Yeah. 
at work or at the gym. Personalized to your relationship yes. with him. Because yes. like my relationship with Martin doesn't look anything like your relationship with Grant. Right, I right. I hope not. Right. <laughs> I don't know what you guys do, but I would like some uniqueness in my relationship. Yes, same. Yeah. I love how you just put that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there is no... Yeah. I always like to remind, at least myself, that my relationship does not have to be a reflection of a pastor or of, a, of another yeah. mom or yes. another guy or a teenager. Like, it's very similar to your relationship with your friendships and your the people that you're with. It's like your relationship with God is uniquely yours yes. because only you have walked on that journey with God and only you have been through the things that you've been through and only you were put in that specific time out that he placed you in. Yes. So it's like, yeah, so talk to me yeah. about that. You're saying like, <laughs> woke up every I, morning. I would say he he's in my life today. I'll say that. Yeah. Like, in my way, like being able to speak to him, you know, being more open or more comfortable just randomly in the car, yeah. you know, just talking to myself, not even to myself, to God. Like, I don't read a Bible every day or anything like that, but I do have a scripture on my phone and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And God can be, God can make himself known in anyone's life. And I think it's beautiful because what works best for you, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's, it's amazing because... Your relationship with God, like whether you're driving and talking to him and like it's not like reading the Bible every day. That's more for for like growth, Mm -hmm. like spiritually growing in like the knowledge of the Bible and and knowing God and his character in the Bible. But like also a lot of the times people think they need to read the Bible forward and backwards to know or to have a relationship with God. But like having a piece of scripture Mm -hmm. that you hold on to, you know, that you 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 hold on to. Um And talking to him and allowing him to move in your life like that. People overcomplicate it. You mm-hmm. know, they overcomplicate it. And it's kind of like a relationship of like, if you don't do this, this, this and this and this, like I can't be married to right. you. I won't be happy. All these stipulations. All like... these stipula- but like in reality, like waking, waking up and having like just welcoming, welcome, welcoming. How, girl, bear with <laughs> welcoming. me. Welcoming. Yes, welcoming. exactly. Welcoming <laughs> him to into your life or just like into your moments where you're struggling or into the moments where you're rejoicing. Like that, that is like, like Sky, you yeah. know, like when Sky comes up to you and shares something with you, like that makes you happy. Yes. Right. And it's yeah. not like when Sky messes up, it's not like you're not my daughter anymore. Right. No, it's more of like, not. girl, come here. Right. Like I am so excited to, to help you pass this and help you kind of grow from this and it's so nice when Sky hugs you, not out of obligation, but out of love. Yes. And so that's what you're doing. Like mm. when you seek him out, it's out of love. And you recognize what he's done in your life, how Absolutely. he's moved in your oh my life. Gosh. Looking back now, you're like, wow, you know, like he, <laughs> he saved me. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. Those words right there. He saved you. Yeah. And, and that is, and I, and I know that like it just make, must make his heart dance with so much joy. I love for that. you to for, just like picturing it it's on its head flipping <laughs> mtv style <laughs> girl yeah. you shown our age <laughs> i know oh my gosh just sure but um <laughs> that was a bad influence on a whole yes. other level but um but it's beautiful again like your relationship with God is completely curated to fit you and your personality yes. and what you can handle. And the Lord will meet you with just saying his name and just calling out to him. And like, and he does. And like, just you saying like, he saved me like that girl, like your life is proof of all of that. Mm-hmm. And like, I was, I mean, I am so blessed to know you. Like how, how, the same. how did you come to Poppy? Talk to me about that. We didn't, we got to hit on that yeah. before we, we finish. So, um, um the episode. 
We were living in Greenville at the time. I was work. I had just graduated cosmetology. Whooping it in the streets in Greenville. Yep. I graduated cosmetology school um, <laughs> July of, oh my gosh, 19. Yeah, was it July? No. Was it before the or after the pandemic? It was that's during the, the pandemic. Okay, that's the oh. best way to figure it out. Yeah, I don't know. It was July. <laughs> it was July. It was a July. <laughs> <laughs> a sunny July. Yes, and um, we moved back home to Durham in September, and I had asked somebody in Greenville um, that had taught a class I went to. I was like, do you know of any salons in um, Durham that do, like, an associate's program? I knew I wanted to go out. After school, I wanted to be an associate or yeah. work under somebody because... Yeah. Education. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, they gave me the name of Poppy Salon. That was one of the names they gave me. And I emailed, and they, y'all emailed me back, and that's when... Y'all, bravo, right. <laughs> <laughs> And I remember it was um, Maddie, Shannon, Giselle, and Ashley R. They all interviewed me. I think they wow. were in Charlotte or something. Yeah, they were but, out. They were like, a, I think, like a summit... Yeah. Yeah, 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 and um, I was so nervous. It was a web interview, and um, I was so nervous. But Maddie said, she said, as soon as I hung up, I said, she's a poppy seed. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And I mean, that's, ah, I, I love, I love where we work. I Girl, love, me There is no too. better place to work no. for Shannon, um, like no a collector of, of people, but like, she collects you. She doesn't collect your past. Right. She doesn't care like you and i and i mean this in the nicest way possible you could have murdered somebody right but shannon would look at you and be like are you sorry right are you really sorry <laughs> if you are then hop on the train kid like and and shannon is a beautiful example of like loving people for who they are yes and caring about them and uplifting them like shannon wants like our one-on-ones like to take the time to meet with all of us yes one by one by one by one by one to talk to about to talk to us and talk about what we want to do or talk about what we're aspiring who we want to be how much we want to make like she doesn't have to do that yet she takes time out of her day and yeah like what 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 was it like after joining poppy girl i ain't never i ain't looked back since let me tell you because the associates program, like I said, I love hard work. So yeah, the associates okay. program, I know they grabbed you and me said like it's a perfect. Glove. <laughs> yes, like I just, I was Thrive. actually ours associate, but woo! mainly, woo! <laughs> <laughs> mainly Giselle. Yeah, uh, shout out to Giselle. Oh, I remember my like first Giselle. day there. She was like, "You know how to do a blowout?" I said, "Yeah, girl." She was like, "Show me," and I did it on the mannequin. She was like, "Oh no." <laughs> <laughs> That ain't it, chick. That ain't yes, it. Yes. Uh, That's what I love about Giselle. She's yeah, like, she's going to give it to you, you raw, She's that TikTok yeah. where it's like, hold my hand. Hold my hand. We go now. We're going now. Keep holding yes. my hand. Keep holding my hand. That's who Giselle uh, is. Uh, but, I mean, I, just, I ain't look back. I don't see myself working anywhere else. I love it. Uh-huh. I'm so happy. I love coming to work. Even on days when I wake up and I'm like, man, I could really call out today. But when I get to work, I'm like, man, I'm so happy I came. Yeah, my like clients. Everyone. I love my clients. Yes. Like, <laughs> when I, um, just being able to look at my schedule and knowing that those clients have stayed with me because of who I am. I mean, it just, it really, it's, it's a, it's it's a booster for yeah. your Like, uh, wow, confidence. you like what I did yes. and you're coming back for yes. more? Yeah, like, ooh, girl. <laughs> I'm so happy. I agree. Coming into work. Um, and having your spirits lifted by the people you're, you're surrounded with, Yes, you know, in the Bible, it talks about how important community, community is like the Bible talks about how, like 
by yourself, you can't do much, but with community, it's so important. So God made us so that we would be in community. And I think the community that Poppy has created is a beautiful, it's a non, non-judgmental community. Absolutely. It's a supportive community. And it's a, you walk in and whatever you had on your mind is completely melted away because your coworkers are giggling away and laughing and we're going about their day. We're a melting pot. Yeah. It's hot in here, but we're yeah. a melting pot. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's oh. it's been it's it's been so nice to get to meet you, Gabby. And I think it's been such oh, a blessing thanks. that you work right next to me. Yes. Like on Tuesdays, we don't even talk, <laughs> but we're like we're whipping. We're it so like, good. <laughs> <laughs> when we finally get, it's like, how's your day going? Yeah, I know. Like, hoof girl, I need a drink of water. <laughs> get an energy drink. You want an yes. energy drink? Like, it's. I love everyone at, at Poppy Salon, but I I am just so grateful that. Like, that we've met you, Gabby. Like, you are just such an incredible person. But, like, you are such an amazing example, you know? Like, you walk in and you're ready to go. You put the hard work in. The same amount of effort that you came in with on day one, you still carry, if not have made it stronger by where you are now like i i I mean girl like i i am so grateful for you i'm grateful for poppy and i'm grateful that god has done so much with your pain uh so yeah like this 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 is what god has done with your pain this is incredible like if you could look back to like gabby and just tell her like oh girl like you're not gonna believe what god is gonna do with what you're currently going through i would not be i would not believe it I know. I think the same thing. I'd be like, girl, you're crazy. I'd be like, girl, Bye. you don't even know how to do math. <laughs> <laughs> how you going to be a hairstylist? Yes. Like, you don't even know how to do makeup. Like, yes. you know, there's always those things that try to oh, keep you from. that little voice that mm-hmm. tries to talk down But, yeah, to it's, you. it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I always say, one of the things I'll, I'll tell people, even my clients, it's like, you've been through worse, yet you're still here. So, like, this is probably nothing compared to what you deal with. You know, That's right. Anything we deal with tomorrow is we've survived much greater things. And like God is so God is so graceful and so loving and so supportive. And like his um, <clears throat> his. Oh, gosh, I hate when I forget things. My mm-hmm. memory. Um, his mercy is mm-hmm. true. You know, and that's that that's the the his foundation is just loving you regardless of you. And I think your grandfather is a perfect embodiment a perfect embodiment. I of wish that. you could have met him. <laughs> I would have loved to met Gabby. Me and him would have been the best. Yes, he... probably. You know what? We're probably good that we wouldn't have. We, we would have been on. Y'all would have been inseparable. We're inseparable. <laughs> I would coming over for watching a movie. Have you seen Passion of the Christ? <laughs> Let's go to a movie Not night. <laughs> So I, oh my God. yeah, I am so grateful, and I, I've, t- I've, t- I've told Shannon so many times, like you can fire me, but I'm still gonna roll up the I'm next day. I'm still showing up I'm for still, work, and I'm gonna be one, one of three things is gonna happen. Either I'm gonna still show up and pretend like you had a bad dream. I'm gonna show up in a mustache and say, I know y'all have a new opening. Imposter. And then I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna say, Are y'all hiring for front desk? Because you fired me as a stylist, you did not fire me as a front desk. That's person. right. So, and lastly, not least, are y'all hiring a cleaning lady? <laughs> are you hiring a cleaning lady? Oh. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much, Gabby, for coming on to the thank podcast. You. And you're always welcome back, you know? Yes. If um, <clears throat> down the road you're like, I got updates. Yeah. Come back. I welcome you to come back. I'm, again, I'm so grateful. I hope that uh, if there's anyone who listened to this and felt seen and felt like, wow, like if, if Gabriela can go through all of that, oh, that. and can make make it to where she is now and believe in herself and also like have all of that that she has now and have the positivity that she, maybe I can do it too and like even just for them to feel seen like wow I thought I was the only one who struggled with that I thought I was the only mom who felt like I lost time I thought I was the only person who struggled with drug, a drug addiction or like the, the mental 
strain that that puts, or I thought mm-hmm. I was the only one who had a background in prison, or and oh, I hope this reaches bubbles, bubbles. Yeah, I, I yes, hope this gets bubbles. to bubbles. I hope that one day somebody gets this podcast. Like, isn't this? Don't you know this girl? I think they call you bubbles. Yeah. But I just hope that uh, this reaches whoever it needs to reach. And I'm just so grateful, Gabby. And I know that your story is going to to move so many people, whether they struggle with the same struggles or are just so grateful that you are willing to be so open. I, girl, I am so incredibly grateful for you. Oh, Thank you so much. Love you. Love you too. And on our next podcast, who knows who I'll be interviewing, but I'm very excited. Everyone has such a fun, different story. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to What God Has Done With My Pain. As always, a huge shout out to Lazuli for her song, No Greater Love, that has helped make this podcast come to life. You can find her on Spotify and Instagram at Lazuli P-R-O-J and at We The New Breed, where you'll find artists using their gifts to glorify God. Swing by at What Way This Way on Instagram to catch some behind-the-scenes snippets. Make sure to follow the podcast so you don't miss a single interview. In the meantime, I would love to hear from you on social media or email. Until the next episode.